into the contest. It's Monday the 23rd of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Now, Shane, a very big hello to you. It looks like Tom Lee, your precocious, prodigiously talented son, is expanding his sports... Expanding it to water sports. Tell me more. Not only is he, is he expanding his um, his water sports, but it's, uh, my wife's expanding the amount of junk in the garage. <laughs> she's, been, she's been on the internet all weekend buying things from boating, camping, fishing, mate. Um, things like uh, we bought a kayak, a stand-up paddleboard. So, yeah, Tom is now a little kayaking expert. But, yeah, my garage is full, mate. Let's just say that. Yeah, we'll tell you what, Steve Gillis will be signing him up as an Ironman real soon. We've got plenty to talk about today. Of course, what a comeback from the Melbourne Demons. They get the minor premiership. Could they create history? Not since 1964 have they won the premiership. Tedesco just playing remarkable rugby league. We've got some boxing. We've got Ash Barty on top of the world. It's all on the way. Now, Rugby League, the focus at 2 o'clock yesterday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, Shane, was on Toowoomba in Queensland. They had 7-odd thousand people, and James Tedesco, he just put on a show. He, he ran for over 300 metres. He was in everything. Mate, he did. What a superstar. Um, unfortunately, the Roosters too good for my Dragons. I thought the Dragons did well first half. They sort of hung in there, but um, a lot of bad mistakes with Ravaloa. Um I think culminating in a, in a it was almost like a high kick karate kick to Tedesco's head. Um, but yeah, Tedesco's superstar, as you said, mate, just in the first half, 191 metres, five tackle breaks and three try assists. He is probably the greatest player in the world right now. Yeah, and that's the question, isn't it? Is he better than Tommy Turbo? Of course, uh, Turbo uh, missed out this weekend because of that cheekbone, but I don't think he'll be far away. I tossed something out on Twitter the other day and I said, I think Tedesco is the best. And all these people Mm. just piled on the top of me and said, what about Tommy? (laughs) What about what he's done for Manly, State of Origin player? So they're very different players. It's a photo finish, but uh, I think Tedesco, week in, week out, um, even his coach said, his games go from good to very good. Each game, he doesn't have a bad match. No, nah, and, and those around him lift. There's, there's mm. absolutely no doubt about that. Just on that Dragons thing, like they are your team. I've got a soft spot mm. for them as well. They're celebrating, and it's difficult for them, they're celebrating 100 years in the competition. Their first ever uh, win in a premiership um, is, is marked by next Monday. But uh, that to one side, they've got a lot of young players coming through, haven't they? So I think potentially into next year, and obviously Vaughny's barbecue didn't help, next year and going forward, they'll be good. Yeah. I think so. And I think at the start of the season, we all thought the Dragons Mm. would probably finish on the bottom. By the end of the season, we were sort of disappointed when they lost. So I suppose in a way, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. What about Melbourne Demons? Um, You know, people have been daring to dream. Melbourne supporters have been, you know, thinking, could this possibly be the drought breaker? Now, the history there is they haven't won the comp since 1964. We were dealing in pennies and pounds and and halfpennies back in 1964. Mm. We weren't. We weren't alive. But uh, that was a great comeback. This was the match of the season to date so far, in my opinion. Um, Melbourne winning in the end, 81 to Geelong, 77. Max Gorn, the captain of Melbourne, taking a mark on the buzzer and kicking a goal to get the Ds home. And, uh, you know, it was Geelong kicked, I think it was nine straight in the first half. They were up 44 points. And it was a six-goal last quarter to Melbourne to actually get them home. And um, that gives Melbourne a huge amount of impetus and momentum into the finals now. 
One of the real noticeable games across the weekend also happened on Friday night with Port Adelaide. They've just been sleepers, haven't they? They have been, mate. They're uh, they're going to be a real smoky going into the finals. But um, just back to Melbourne. Melbourne take on Brisbane um, in the first uh, first final, which will be a huge match. Brisbane also have been playing some really good football. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to this AFL final series. Yeah, it, it, well, it starts this weekend. And, and one of the big advantages through this very difficult and wobbly old time is that Tasmania, and we discussed this last week about them getting their own team, they will have two of the semifinals in Tasmania for the first time ever. And they've done this. They've got a couple in Adelaide and a couple in Tassie so they can get the crowds in. But how good is that for the AFL-loving people of Tassie? Yeah, it's a sign. The AFL are pretty shrewd, so this might be something they're going to test to see whether they do get a team in the future. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy for Tassie there because they are uh, an AFL-loving um, state and they will turn out in the huge numbers. What about 2021 for Ash Barty? We can almost call it the Ash Barty year. Um, she's won her fifth title, of course. She's won Wimbledon. She's taken a bronze medal at the Olympic Games and in just cracking form heading into this US Open. Yeah, mate, she's on fire. She played really, really well against Kerber, who was a, a, an outstanding tennis player herself in, in the semi final. But yeah, news, news at hand, she just won the, the final against, um, I think it was a Swiss wildcard. Uh, Jill Tetchman, uh, six three six one. She's in she's in great form, and um, yeah, she's really when she gets a foot on the throat, she doesn't let him breathe. That's for sure. Yeah, I watched it. She just blew her off the court. So another title. Uh, that trophy cabinet needs to be expanded in Queensland for Ash Barty to put all mm. her tennis stuff next to her cricket stuff. But the US <laughs> Open, wouldn't that be amazing if she could get both the Wimbledon and US Open in, in one year for uh, for Australia's mighty, 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 mighty Ash Barty? Now, boxers, they just tend to go on too long, don't they? Look, Manny Pacquiao has been an extraordinary boxer over a long time. He hasn't had a fight for two years. He comes back, he gets beaten. The commentators are saying, well, this is probably his last round. But it does become sad to watch, I think, that, you know, they just stretch it, many of them, just for too long and, and some uh, with really dire consequences. Yep, and um, it, it happens, mate. And, and you see what happens to them post-career where they, they you know, start to lose their speech and their memory. So, But I think Paki is fighting for a little bit more than justice now. He's come back. I think he wants to be president of the Philippines. And his opponent that beat him, the Cuban um, Ugas, he he's he tried to flee Cuba six times, was jailed just to get away, and then he finally has to fight the legend Pacquiao and, and has a win. So it's a good feel story all around there. Yeah, well, we're getting pretty excited in our place because the Paralympics start tomorrow, and I don't think we're the only ones. They'll get an audience that they've never seen before because of the circumstances with most people here in Australia. And look, they are fantastic to watch. It's in Tokyo, the opening ceremony tomorrow night. And the stories, the stories are starting to be written. Uh, one uh, one that caught my eye today was Ma Ling, the, uh, the table tennis player. He only has one arm. Mm. He was obviously uh, he was born in China, came to Australia. This is an amazing story. Amazing story, mate. He, uh, and I, sh- I shouldn't laugh there, but what a, what a comeback. But yeah, he, when he was born in China, thought a brown bear was his friend and tried to pat it and it bit off his right arm. Um, so he now goes in and, he, and he's a table tennis player. Um, but a, what, a, what a great story there and, a, and a, I suppose a, a story of determination and guts and uh, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, a story of triumph. He, he was lucky mm. to survive. He was only five years old, patting a brown bear. I suppose, uh, 
Yeah, they, um, you're not going to expect him to come out like he did. But, uh, yeah, Ma Ling here will be competing for Australia in the table tennis or as we affectionately call it, the ping pong. The ping pong. Because yes. it was always the ping pong when we were growing up, weren't we? And uh, often people would walk into the lounge room and walk straight into a ping pong table because that would be the Christmas present. <laughs> but, uh, look, let's finish with with a cracking old yarn. I, I reported on back then, uh, shows my age, but your first Sheffield Shield title, you're a young buck, you're only up uh, a few years earlier from Oak Flats playing with some extraordinary names in the game. Tell us about that win of the Sheffield Shield of 93-94. Yeah, it was a first win. It was a fantastic um, uh, day five against Tasmania, SCG. And uh, I remember we finished the game early and we had a, quite a few beers in the change room. We went down to the Woolloomooloo Bay Hotel. Merv Serres, who was our 75-year-old room attendant, drove us down. He, only had, he probably had a few beers himself. And he dropped off myself, Michael Slater, and Michael Bevan and Martin Haywood. And um, as we pulled into the Woolloomooloo Bay Hotel, the booze bus was there and and Merv had had too many. And he said to the guy, um, I've just got Shane Lee and Michael Bevan and Michael Slater in the car here. And he looked at Merv, and he was clearly drunk, shouldn't have been driving. And um, the cop said, are you going far, mate? He said, no, not far. He said, North Curl Curl. <laughs> so he let Merv go. <laughs> he, let, he let Merv go. As Merv got, we got out of the car, Merv drove off, and he ploughed down about 25 witches hats oh. on the way to North Curl Curl. <laughs> but it was a fantastic night celebration. You had some great success at Shield level, didn't you, the New South Wales of that era? Yeah, it was a really, really good era. Um, there were some really, really dark times too when like a lot of our team um, was decimated a lot of the times because they were all in the Australian team. So you know, some weeks when we had full strength, you know, like Taylor Slayer of the Wars, Bevan, McGrath, Matthews, Holsworth, um, Emery, it was a really, really strong team. But without those guys, um, there were guys that were coming in, you know, different weeks. So it was, um, it was some really, really good times, a very, very different period of sport where – Pre-95 was sort of semi-professional. I think I put the semi in professional then. but um, And then post-95, it was professional and we made some decent money. So it was, I had the best of both worlds. How long did the party go for? About three days. Three days. <laughs> did, did Merv get back to North Curl Curl? He did, mate. He was a legend. Uh, yeah, but the look on that police officer's face when he drove off and ploughed down about 25 <laughs> witches' hats was uh, something I'll take to my grave with me. Oh, Merv. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, xblades.com.au. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.